0: Hey, welcome back to KMOX. I am excited about the next half hour we're going to spend with you. We have Joe LaRue, a good friend of mine. He's a former NFL referee. He's also a lawyer here in town. He's a golfing buddy of mine, and he's one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet and kind enough to come in studio today. Joe, welcome to KMOX. Thank you for having me. I'm surprised you would do it two years in a row. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding? This is the greatest interview ever. So, you you were an NFL referee for what, two decades?
1: Yes, that's right. Two, 20
0: years. And you have refed a ref
1: to Super Bowl. I did, Super Bowl 47.
0: And if I'm correct, that was what? Uh, uh, San Francisco and Baltimore. That's the lights out Super Bowl, right? And,
1: and the Harbaugh game.
0: Both both coaches yeah, were right, right. <laughs> right, and and for what forty five minutes the game was stopped because you guys lost power.
1: Seven minutes, yeah, it was it was pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean you'd never experienced anything like that before, right? No,
1: and and you know when you're standing down in the darkness in, a, in, in, in the New Orleans Superdome, I mean you're on the floor, and you're like, boy, this is really weird. And 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 initially they thought this might be you know terrorism, you know. Yeah. And then they figured out with some, you know, mechanical thing and uh, told us it'll take us this long to get it fixed, and, and that's what happened.
0: You spent 20-plus years in the NFL. I see you have a Super Bowl ring. How many Super Bowls did you ref, and how do you get picked to be a Super Bowl referee? Well, I, I
1: worked one, and I'm very happy and proud to have had that one. Uh, uh, and it's based on your grading or performance. I mean, they grade every play of every game during the year and rank you, and, you know, uh,
2: you know theoret- theoretically, you're if you finish number one, you work the Super Bowl. And, and that grading, so they who does the grading? The officials themselves? Is it the NFL? Or who, who actually performs that? It's
1: the league. They have We have uh, supervisors in the officiating department. And every week, you know, one of them is assigned to look at every play in the game, at every official and every play. And then, uh, you know, with comments, uh, you know, good and bad, and also to grade every flag or every play where they think there should have been a flag and one was not thrown. And that's how they do
2: it. And you have, I think... It, as difficult a job, you were a, a, a lines judge, right? I was a deep official, deep line, yeah. Yeah, and so you're covering inbounds, out-of-bounds, but you're also covering a lot of downfield pass interference calls, which are, in so many games, determinative of who wins and who loses. That's got to, the pressure of that has got to be immense.
1: Well, to put it in perspective, you know, there, there is no yardage to that. It's the spot of the foul, so it could be a 50-yard Penalty. Yeah, so I mean, it's a
2: game changer. And and going into that, you see how often are you the only official that sees something and nobody else sees it? And and how did you are you on an island at that Fortunately, point?
1: Fortunately, it's that's very rare. Yeah. Normally, you know, we all overlap each other in terms of coverage and what we're looking at. When the ball goes in the air, then everybody goes to the, to the players with, where the ball is, okay? As opposed to, you know, I have responsibilities on certain people at the line of scrimmage. When the plays start, you know, but, but once the quarterback throws a ball, everybody should be looking over in that area, assuming you're downfield.
0: So we all have the benefit on Sundays of slow motion, about 30 different angles. Uh, now that you're a, a fan like us, you're watching the games on a Sunday, uh, and we all consternate over blown calls or what people perceive to be blown calls. Now as a retired uh, NFL referee, when you watch the game, do you feel like you guys are getting it right most of the time? I know we are.
1: I know we are. I mean, how many times do they change it? I mean, you know,
0: there, there's there's
1: so much more replay review now, and then how often do they come back and say that, uh, you know, they reversed the call? But I mean, but again, that's one thing that's good about replay is that they have the ability to catch obvious mistakes and and correct it right there. And, and as you're pointing out, John, I mean, on a pass, you know, I might have half a second yeah. to, to recognize and I got to know where the ball is, I got to know where the you know the player is the contact and what, what where the defender's wins. head is At some plays i got to know whether the quarterback was in the pocket when he threw the ball i mean there's all kinds right. of things you got to take into consideration
0: is, is there ever the thought of i think i saw something i'll call it and replay can fix it or if you didn't if you I, I have, have no, no certainty respect, i have
1: no respect for you if you if you officiate that way you do not officiate the replay you, you were paid you're hired to make the call on the field and if replay changes it or comes in well that's what their job is okay But do I think that there are officials that do it? Yeah, I do, and I think that's
2: a mistake. That is. I want to take you to one particular incident that happened late in the season. It was consequential. The Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys late in the game, Uh, and the the Lions are going for two uh, to to win the game. It was a one-point game, and rather than kick the extra point, they are going for two, and they had a tackle-eligible play that came in. Uh, The referee apparently – misunderstood which player was eligible on the play and it apparently blew the call. How did you... You know the call I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, and, and I, the ref, referee did not blow the call, and mm. I don't think he mistakenly... did. You know, the, the Detroit coach set that up to trick the defense, you know, in terms of uh, who was going to be eligible right. wearing an ineligible number, okay? So he sent two or three players to the referee, which that never happens unless you're reporting. I mean, that was a design situation. and He admitted after uh the game was over later on that, that that's what they were doing uh, trying to fool the Cowboys. Uh uh-huh. But at the same time, that same player that he that the referee reported had been reporting to him the whole ballgame, not the other guy. Okay? Uh, uh I mean there's some issue as to whether he got it right from the guy, but the bottom line is you'll see the players going to the referee, yeah. reporting to him and he announced the guy that talked to him. Okay? And uh, and again, their 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 goal was to fool the Cowboys into thinking that one guy's, but that that is not part of
2: the rule. That well, is it, not
1: the intent of the rule. Because
2: in fact, the referee announces publicly that number sixty eight is eligible. Not only does he the announce defense, it, he points at he, him, and tells, and the then defense. every
1: official on the field will point at him too to acknowledge yeah. that this is the guy. And and you have to tell the defense that's the guy that's reporting as ineligible. Well, I can tell you right now, the. Uh, 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 whatever team it was, they knew what they or Detroit knew what they were doing when, when if, if in fact he had gotten the wrong information, they could have corrected it. Right. They didn't want to correct it. They, and that's why, and, and the first, my first reaction when I saw the play is how did that guy get so open? Nobody was covering him. Right. You know why? Because they didn't know he was uh, declared as ineligible.
2: eligible. Yeah. I mean, that was my first reaction to it. Something's wrong here. That's great. I mean, that is a great description of, of what happened. And that, I mean, thinking back on that play, that's exactly how it happened. Well, we'll think about the,
1: the, you know Quinn, who, Dan, Dan Quinn, whatever, the, the defensive coordinator for He's one of the best coaches in the league. You think he wouldn't have covered a guy? I mean, there's no way he wouldn't have had the guy covered if he knew he was reporting as an eligible.
0: So, obviously, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl when we come back in the next segment. But give us a little flavor of what an NFL referee's life is like. If you're in a game at noon on Sunday, when does your week start and when does it end?
1: Well, I mean, there's something going on throughout the week. As if you check with my law partners, they'll be happy to let you know that <laughs> I was practicing football law. <laughs> but the bottom line is, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, as soon as the game's over, you're going to be on the plane watching the, the, the video of the game and having a cocktail. But my point is, you do that, and then, you know, you've got to, you've got to file an online report by Monday. You did, a, you did a paper report after the game. You have an online report by Monday. Uh, you know, by, by Monday night, Tuesday, you're going to have grades back, and you have to file responses to them, okay? You've got a rules test that goes out every week that you got to, you know, work on and have it ready before you get to the game. Um, you know, so you have the grading process three days, and then, you know, Thursday and Friday, you know, it's, it's kind of like you look at training tapes. Uh, you know, uh, scouting tapes of the teams. You know, receivers, players, whatever. Uh, you know, you're normally on a Sunday game. You're flying out Saturday morning, and unfortunately, with St. Louis, that means I got to connect everywhere. So I'm <laughs> out at four o'clock in the morning, and uh, you know, I get to the site. Then we have a three-hour, you know, pregame game uh, meeting in the afternoon, and then normally I try to get to the room. And I used to watch college football, but those games are so long now; I can't stay. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> you know, and they got so much replay, it's ridiculous. Uh, and then, you know, I got to be at the stadium next morning, three hours for the game. You got pregame responsibilities and then you work the game and then it all starts all over. Again. Yeah,
0: and not to mention, I mean, you're out there with world class athletes. You've got to keep yourself in yeah. some good shape. I mean, you guys uh, were on average, what, 40 to 65 years well,
1: old or so? I, I mean, that's the range, 40 to 65. I actually almost hit 70 when I left. And I think they decided that you know, it was one thing for me to be two decades behind these world-class athletes,
2: but not four. <laughs> Joe LaRue is our guest, a former NFL official, and uh, what a joy it is to have him. He's going to stick around after this short break. We'll be right back. It's Hancock and Kelly on CamelX.